Hey everyone, welcome back to the Lucas On podcast. Today is a conversation with Luca Bellick. Um, Jared and I have known each other for a while now. We went to school together, but most um, of you guys will probably know him from featuring on um, my album with flute content for the internet. Um, and potentially his uh, music as well. His um, album came out about a year ago. You should have been here. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just, yeah, it's such a good, refreshing conversation I have to share with you today. Um, I came in kind of wanting to ask him a lot about his music and, and kind of what he's been up to since his album dropped and then since we had him on our album. But honestly, we just ended up talking about... Um, a lot of very vulnerable topics, um, which which was um, it was really good. I, f- I felt like it was a very healthy and productive conversation. So I can't wait to share it with you, uh, Luca Bellic. Of course, you can find him on Spotify, Apple Music, etc., etc. Stream up his album and his new music coming soon. So um, yeah, thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy this conversation with Luca Bellic. Yeah, you're probably getting kind of a pro at. Being interviewed now. Um, surely, surely. I would say I'm a pro. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I mean, I think it's becoming more comfortable. Yeah. For sure, and I, I, it's just something that I genuinely like doing as well. Like, um, being on like the radio show and like mm. doing it last time with you guys as well. Just like sitting down and like conversating about music. Yeah. And about my music because like, I really enjoy it. Like. Yeah. Um, just that kind of podcast setup, like. Even though there's a bunch of equipment around yeah. us now, it's, it's just you and I have yeah, a conversation. Kind of informal, I just really enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I just love talking to people. So. It is hard. I feel like the the dan- the dynamic with us, especially with Alex on the last podcast, is kind of hard because you almost at a certain point you almost want to be like, here, you know, here's some music shit. And can you believe what Tracy from high school is up to? Yeah, yeah. yeah. you know what I mean. Like the lines get <laughs> yeah, so blurry. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, I don't know. I think um, a big part of it for me as well was that like. So much goes on behind the scenes before, like, a song is released or yeah. before, like, someone releases their body of work. Yeah. So being able to, like, talk about those behind the scenes a little bit and giving people, like, the kind of inside scoop yeah. about, like, how, like, ha- kind of how it goes down yeah. is, like, cool, too, because there's, like, a whole... Like, I can release a song, you can listen to it and be like, oh, yeah, I kind of get what that's about. Yeah. But, like, this gives me the opportunity to actually like explain it and provide like more backstory and stuff yeah. like that, which is cool too. Cause then I feel like it gives people that appreciation. Like people can appreciate the whole story more than just what they hear. Yeah. And be like, Oh, this is how he feels it. Well, for me, at least a lot of my stuff and like the stuff I've already released stuff coming out has been quite like melancholy mm. and sad. And I'm not like that anymore, but this is, there was a point where I was like that. And yeah. I'm only just getting to the point where I'm releasing it now. Yeah. So yeah. like being able to provide that backstory is like really important to me. So that's Yeah. No, that makes So sense. I'm doing good, people, just in case <laughs> anyone's worried about me. I'm doing good, but I gotta get all the sad stuff out first. Well you know? that's what kinda of one of the questions I wanted to ask you. Like, yeah, listening to your album, you're like you're like, fuck, bro. Yeah. So so did you feel like like, were there a lot of people, your friends or, like, people that you know that, like, reached out to you after the album came out to be like, um, yo, are you good, bro? There was, actually, yeah, which those people know who they are. I appreciate them a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say there was. There was some that really, like, shocked me, like, people that I wasn't actually that close with. Interesting. That kind of, obviously, 
rather than just listening to a song like and consuming a song well listening to a song the way a normal consumer would yeah someone was like really breaking down the lyrics and listening to the lyrics and then they reached out and they were just like i just want to check you're okay yeah which is really nice um and i guess like again that album t- i wrote that and had it produced over the span of two years yeah. so by the time i released it i was overall that all the feelings in that too like it was when i'm releasing a song you're not it's not in the moment like it's not a live performance you know yeah so much planning has gone into that mm-hmm. um so by the time you hear it it's six months to a year yeah. down the line all the stuff that i'm about to start releasing soon coming soon <laughs> yeah. um that's in the pipeline is all already like a year old yeah at least six months old yeah um so i think that's the most important thing is obviously in that time i also haven't released anything in almost a year yeah and it'll be a year in october um and, and 22 that, october 23rd yeah i've right? oh, yeah. got it written down i got it written down oh, oh, damn. Okay, like it. Doing his research. <laughs> okay i didn't even know that um <laughs> Yeah, I think like I've I've taken that time away in the last like year to like get myself straight to before I started releasing yeah. again. Now I feel like I'm ready to, which is why. Yeah. We're beginning to roll that. Have you have you got into because that's something that happened happened personally for me was because of the nature of content for the internet, a lot of the tracks, especially in the beginning of the album, we had started working on at the beginning of the year. And so, you know, the concept of the album is it shows the progression of our feelings over the course of the year as we were working on mm. the music, right? Um, and, yeah, I got in, like, a bit of hot water after the album came out because a lot of those first tracks on the album, I'm, like, complaining and missing my ex-girlfriend in a lot of ways and setting myself up in a way, like, I don't know if I can ever love someone like that again. I'm still so, like, brokenhearted. Mm. And then, obviously, the objective was the album was to kind of go through the suffering pains with that a little bit. And then, of course, you come in um, around yeah. the, the midpoint with New yeah, Year, yeah. and it's like you're kind of, like, feeling, I'm like, oh, I'm kind of, like, off off your vibe now. Like, I don't really like how this turned out. And then yeah. by the end of the album, it's, like, supposed to be, like, melancholy, like, we're moving on, like, it's different now. Like, we probably wouldn't work out even if we got back together, et cetera, et cetera. But because it all dropped at once... You know, I I'm suddenly had to deal with kind of explaining away the fact that new music that people were listening to, I was talking about how I wasn't able to move on, even though, you know, since we started working on it, a year had passed, so I was moving on. Yeah. You know what I mean? So have you had, yeah, have you had any kind of, like, situations like that where you've been in, like, hot oh. water or girls have pulled you up about, you know? I think I, I get questioned a lot, like, how I'm doing now and stuff like that, but I think... For a time, I was worried about... Even though, like, you're releasing this stuff to the public. Yeah. Like, we know full well that people are going to listen to this. And you're making music when you're, like, most vulnerable. For yeah. At least um, this example. Yeah. Um, if that's what people take away from it, that I'm just a sad person, then they can. Like, I think there was a time <laughs> when I was worried about that. I was like, oh, man, everyone's just going to think I'm some, like, sad dude. Yeah. That, like, can't get my shit right. Yeah. Um, but then now it's like, that's kind of the beauty of music is that not only are you, like, turning, like, your vulnerability or, like, your hardships into a piece of art, mm. is that people can then listen to that and um, 
hopefully experience the same like escape or same comfort knowing someone else is going through it too. Like mm-hmm. the comfort that I got from writing that song yeah. in the sense of escape that I got from writing that song and getting my feelings, you know, out there onto a page. Yeah. Hopefully people get the same feeling when listening to it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think for a little bit I was worried about, oh, what are, you know, people that know me on a personal level going to think of this, that everyone just thinks I'm sad, like, oh, me being a sad dude isn't attractive. Like, <laughs> that was, this is all stuff that was running through my head. No, definitely, um, yeah. And then now it's just like, if people don't understand, like, if people aren't going to understand or what they take away is that I'm just a sad dude and they don't understand that this is months, years worth of work. And yeah. it's like, that is what it is, man. I don't really care. <laughs> how, how does that, like, how do you feel like that relates to the music that that's coming soon that you're working on now? Do you feel like, a, you know, um, a, a guy who's going through, like, a rough spot in his life and finds your music and, like, vibes out with it because he's also kind of feeling in that vein you know, dreaming about better things because he's going through, like, this heartbreak. Yeah. Do you think that person's still going to be able to, like, relate to your new music coming out or do you think it's coming out for, like, a different type of person or a different um, type? That's a good question. I think it's very dependent. It's case by case. Yeah. It's very dependent on the particular person. Mm. It's still... All the stuff that I've got coming out, I would still put down as that as a stage of like heartbreak and healing okay it's still within that realm yeah um i'm not at any level where i can rap about money and cars and stuff (laughs) like that and so um that kind of this next kind of stage i guess the best way can i swear on here yeah okay the best way that i can describe it is that it's fuckboy music right (laughs) Right. it's basically uh the journey from after what happened in that last album yeah me being like I guess like that coming to an end. I'm not going to say that um, me being single because I was single the whole time. But anyway, um, <laughs> is that uh, it was basically me going on this ego fueled journey. I was just like, I'm going to start being a fuckboy again. Yeah, One, it's what I'm used to. So it's like, you know, it's comfortable. I've been yeah. there before. Also, I just need an ego boost right now. Yeah. So um, it kind of, yeah, tackles that whole period like probably like a year after mm. or six months after that album where i just went on an absolute rampage Did and it made good music it made lit yeah. music and then i kind of uh have the opposite side of that where there was a song where i'm still i'm i've healed from the relationship um over that but there's problems with myself Mm. that I still need to deal with now and that's kind of what these I do have like these new sad songs and they kind of like pair up you get like an arrogant fuckboy song and you get like the vulnerable like Mm. sad oh there's still stuff that I have to heal from Mm. Um, so that's kind of the approach that I've taken this time what do you yeah what what do you think that is like that dynamic because that's I've definitely been through that I know so many guys that have definitely been through that that yeah that dynamic of you have your heart broken, so you almost like swing in the opposite direction. You know, you instead of kind of being like, you know, like Eeyore, like, oh, I've had my heart broken. We become, at least for like a moment of time, like hyper fixated on like 
yo, I gotta fucking, I gotta live on my game up. I gotta get in the fucking gym. I gotta get swagged. Dude, that's fucking... great motivation though. Yeah. And it works. Um, I think it's, I, for me at least, it came from a, a place of humiliation mm. where after that whole thing, I was like, if someone is willing to do something like that to me, then like, clearly I need to like, you know, yeah. up my game and I'm going to, it's, it's like a silent revenge. Yeah. It's just like, I'm just going to be better than yeah. I would, like I ever was. And like, you're going to see what you're missing out on. Yeah. Um, I also just didn't ever want to be humiliated like that again. Yeah. Um, and like the events that happened in that last album, like really took a toll on my self-esteem. So yeah. me kind of building myself back up again and then going out on this rampage was just to, I feel like I needed to prove to myself that, uh, I don't know, like, pr- proof to myself that I still had it, basically, yeah. and that, like, I was better than how I'd been made to feel over the last, like, year. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I guess, yeah, that's kind of it. That's kind of where I think... Do you feel like you did that? Well. Do you feel like you proved it to yourself? Yeah, but then I felt like shit about it, <laughs> which is why, like, yeah. with, <laughs> with this music that's coming out is that you hear, like, if I'm, the, the, pl- I want, uh, yeah, I'll explain it now. I, I was going to wait and see if people picked up on it, but... Okay. <laughs> the the way that I'm releasing them, I'm not doing another album. Okay. It's just going to be singles. Yeah. But it's going to be, like, arrogant, sad, arrogant, mm. sad, arrogant, sad. So it's, like, the battle within myself. Mm. It's, like, you get this one where I'm, like, acting up, acting out of pocket, whatever, and then it's just, like, oh, no, this is how I really feel. And, yeah, it was, like, that mm. inner turmoil is why I'm releasing it like that. Um... So I got to the point where I was like, yeah, this is shit. I don't mm. like what I'm doing right now is just taking a piece away from myself every single time. And now it's more like, now I'm really focused on myself. I think mm. that's the best way to put it. So I went through the anger fueled, egotistical stage where you go off the rails a little bit. Yeah. Came to realize that wasn't the best for my mental health either. And that come around to where I'm at now. So. Yeah, that's crazy. That's so that's so fascinating. That's such yeah, a universal experience. It's so interesting that we're like very on a similar wavelength in that way. Yeah. That's what my release after <laughs> the album was all about. It was a two song. It was a two song release, and one of them was like sad. Yeah. It's you know it's the exact it's a it's a dynamic that can like masculine dynamic of like I'm the fucking best blah blah blah. Yeah. And but then it's almost making up for that like softer side that's still like. A crying child you yeah know I mean? yeah and I, I think you get to a point i i don't think it's wrong i definitely needed it i needed that stage yeah. to kind of like get myself off my on my feet again whether or not it's like good for i wouldn't say it's good for the long term because obviously eventually i started feeling like shit again yeah for, for different reasons um but i think i think it's needed i think it's part of it's part of the journey it's part of the healing process yeah um and yeah, I feel like everyone goes through it. I know, like most, like multiple of my friends have gone through it. If people haven't gone off the rails after a breakup and gone kind of wild, yeah, I salute them because it's so easy. And it's like you need a little bit of fun too, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Um. But I um. 
Yeah, I think everyone needs it, and like you said, it's it's universal. Like multiple people have experienced it, yeah. if not everyone. Yeah. And um, I think have you have you read the book, um, the subtle art of not giving a fuck? Mm-hmm. And they talk about like the victim mindset. Yeah. And it's like that was a huge thing for me. I read that book during the Auckland lockdown, which is okay. pretty much the aftermath of what you heard on the album. Yeah. Um, that that big lockdown, I I read that book, um, and I was like damn, I've just been sitting here like wallowing in my own self-pity, mm. not making myself feel any better for what's gone on. Mm. And I was like, honestly, dude, it's her fucking loss. Mm. And I was like, I'm a, I'm a good dude. Like, I'm, a, I'm a catch. I, like, I got so much going for me. It's like that. As like, I didn't lose her. She lost me. Mm. I was like, fuck that. And then that's what it turned around and then obviously went egotistical and yeah. then calmed down like six months later. But, yeah, you balance it out. But yeah, you had to do it, man. I had to, had to do it. And um. Yeah, that, that was a big thing for me was just not victimising myself anymore because, like, that wasn't helping anybody. Yeah. Like, I was just sitting there being sad. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's needed. I think it's necessary. That's interesting. So you're in yeah. lockdown, disappointment panda or whatever comes up, slaps you on the face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Interesting. Um, so it's been, yeah, as you are saying before, it's been almost a year since the album came out. Mm. How how are you like feeling about it now that some time's passed? Like musically, the, the album? Yeah, yeah, just in general. I fucking hate it. Really? I really hate it. <sighs> yeah. Um. I'm. Uh, I, I, maybe that's a strong strong way to put it, but I, I'm really proud of that album. Yeah. I'm really proud that I got it out there. I set out what I intended to do. Yeah. And that was to start making music mm. and release the album and release the album. Yeah. Which I did. Really proud of that. I'm not going to take that away from me whatsoever. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, it's like listening to any song over and over and over. Example, when Dance Monkey came out, right? That's not that <laughs> bad of a song, but then you heard it everywhere, yeah. and I was like, oh my God, I hate that song. Yeah. It's like that, but I'm listening to my own voice as well. Yeah. So I listened to those songs so many times. Yeah to make sure they were perfect, that eventually I just grew to resent them. So by the time I even released the album, I was like, oh, dude, I'm so sick of this. I just want to start working on new stuff. Yeah. Um, so there was that side of it. It's also like, you look long enough in the mirror, you're going to start picking out all the imperfections and stuff like that. It was like that, but audio instead. It was just like, oh, I could have recorded that better. Mm. But... So, yeah, now I don't like it. There's multiple reasons why I don't like it. I could go on for ages. Also, I also don't like the message that I conveyed, especially in Forever. I think I talked about that last time. And yeah. That, that it was still about me waiting for that person. Yeah. Um, which I completely disagree with now. Yeah. And it's my most popular song. And it is a nice song. <laughs> Funny how that and works, I, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and I know that, like, people listen to it and found comfort in it, which is why... I've thought about removing that album from Spotify so many times. Are you serious? Yeah. Just because I, like, didn't like the message that I conveyed in it whatsoever. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it also represents a time in my life. Yeah. Um, so that's why I've kept it up. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, in answer to your question, I, I kind of hate it now. But, you know, we've got to start somewhere. <laughs> I, um, oh, man. I did what I set out to do, so. When's the last time you, like, sat down and actually listened through it? Like, start to finish? Yeah. Probably not since I released it. Wow. Yeah. 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 I think select songs I've gone through and listened to. Um, oh, actually, a couple of weeks ago, I did that um, segment on 
already on Planes of Fim. Mm-hmm. And I got to play five songs. Mm. So I played four from the album and yeah. then one unreleased. Oh, yeah. Um, so when I was deciding which songs I wanted to pick for radio, I went through and listened to them. Yeah. But, it w- and that was kind of interesting. I was sitting there like, wow, I can't believe I really felt like that mm. about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was interesting to look back at it then. Uh, but I haven't sat there start to finish yeah and listen to the thing in its entirety and really like reflected yeah um uh any time recently it okay. was what probably wasn't just when the album released was the last time i listened to the whole thing fully you still dreaming about the car with the stars in the roof though <laughs> yeah dude i love rolls royce <laughs> uh, that, that part that part will forever stay there it's probably my favorite car like just a blacked out rolls royce yeah that was that's one of my proudest achievements, like, musically as well, is that I got a Rolls Royce for free in my very first yeah. music video. Yeah, how have you pulled that off? Uh, I just... Uh, I just... <laughs> I just, <laughs> just contact... Do I want to gatekeep this right now? No, no, no I... Uh, firm believer of don't ask, don't get, and yeah. I just contacted the Rolls Royce dealership in Auckland, um, and they were kind enough to be like, yeah, let's do it. Wow, yeah. And that's how I got it, so. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, it, it is funny with little, like, tricks and hacks and, and stuff like that, because I always feel, feel that way about it sometimes when I'm talking about stuff. I'm like, oh, do I want to say this? Like, yeah. other people might do it. But I, I think I've learned that you can you can give someone a complete blueprint to doing something and just no one does it. Yeah, I think I'm more worried. I'm not, like, gatekeeping. We're like, no, this is the... I, I want the Rolls Royce right. to my music videos. It's not like that, but it's more like if I say this... And this goes relatively public. Yeah. And then Rolls Royce just getting all these calls. Right, like, right, right. Car from the music. Yeah. So I don't want to do that to them either. But yeah, very grateful for what they did there. Yeah. Um, it was sick. It was such a cool moment. I don't like that moment there. Filming my first music video. Mm. Having a Rolls Royce. Mm. Having a whole like team there, like photographer yeah. and videographers and stuff like that. Um, I was sitting there like, dude, I've already made it. I've yeah. made it. This is it. Yeah. Um. Obviously, I had to come back down to earth at some point after filming that. But uh, yeah, it was just really cool. I was really, yeah, I was really proud of myself. I had a lot of pride in that. Such a good video then, as well. Yeah, uh, Tom, I think Tom Groot, Groot. I'm not too sure how to pronounce it, but um, absolutely killed it. Yeah, and such a good dude to work with as well. So like, I next time I'm ready to do a big like music video like that, I will probably be going back to him. He's just a sick dude all around. So the right the videos for Fast Lane is there. Like, if you had the opportunity, if you could turn back time real quick mm-hmm. and switch it out, would you switch it out for any of the other songs on the album? Or do you think Fastlane was the one to do Nah, Fastlane's just... It was... I don't know, that song's still my baby. Yeah. I feel like, you know, it was the first one I ever released. That's got a special place in my yeah. heart. Um, and it still, it still slaps, man. It's still a yeah, banger. It's still a banger, yeah. Um, right. I think it was definitely the right song to do it for. I think even after releasing that whole album... Fast Lane was one of the most popular. Mm. It's still one that people talk about mm. um, to me. So I think, yeah, definitely it was the right choice. Yeah. It would have been cool to do music videos for other songs on the album too, but like Suiting You, I originally had a music video planned out for that. Yeah. Um, that kind of just ended up falling apart and we yeah. didn't end up doing it. Um, but uh, that involved a pirate ship. So, pirate yeah, ship. like a full on, a full on, like, boat 
Um, do you have any like do you have any footage from it or no? Nah, we didn't okay. get to the filming stage at all. It was all just like planning. Um, but that would have been real cool. It was basically uh, going through like different like time periods and like eras mm. because the song suiting you was all about like changing for someone yeah. and then coming to the realization you don't need to change at all. Yeah. So it was just gonna be like us traveling through different time periods so it's sort of a pirate ship and like a wild west yeah um like town and stuff like that but it was pretty ambitious for a second music video <laughs> ever which is why it fell apart um but you it would have been the oh yeah 100 percent. i was like i gotta top what i just did yeah. that's rolls royce so i was like i gotta I, maybe i'll just be known for getting exotic vehicles rolls yeah. royce pirate ship yeah. horse i don't know um but yeah, I think it would have been cool to get that music video done. But if I, there's things that I would change about the fast lane music video, That's but I don't think I would change the song I did it for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. Um. Okay. So on Spotify, mm-hmm. and and like where where you're where you're linked as a mu- musician, or the all the places that have written about you so far, it says that you've been vocally trained throughout his childhood throughout your childhood what does that what does that even mean because i just like i know you as like a good singer but i suppose i never really thought about um everything before that how did you get good at singing and can i have some (laughs) um no you can't um uh I think tr- vocally trained through my childhood is probably an embellishment. Okay. I didn't write that, so... Okay. <laughs> uh, I know where you've got that from. It's in my Spotify bio, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't write that. Okay. Um, so, it's an embellishment. I would say I'm vocally trained now because when I got to high school, I started doing singing lessons right. and having singing tuition. Right. So which kind of has really childhood. helped me in the long run. Yeah, I guess it's still part of my childhood. <laughs> um... I guess it's not entirely false. Yeah. Um, but I I don't know. I just kind of had a, a knack for it. It was just like a natural talent that I had. I kind of figured out that I could sing. I think the first um, like live public performance I did was like school assembly in like year f- five. Yeah. Um, which is kind of where I I was like oh. I actually sound pretty good right now. Yeah. So that was kind of the opening to it. Um, and then I had two of my t- primary school teachers uh, really, like, push me and be like, no, like, you are right. you are a performer. Like, you will be singing this. And, yeah, like, kind of gave me that, like, kick in the ass that I needed. Yeah. Um, and I think they really, like, made that talent blossom, so... Shout out Miss Moore and Mrs. Wright if they're listening because um, I wouldn't be here without them, to be honest. Um, what was it like in school? Because I feel like singing is kind of like, you know, it's not, it's, that's not, it's not fear, but it is seen as traditionally like feminine, kind of like a, you know, school yeah. choir seen as like a girl's thing, you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, especially no, 100%. Especially you um, wanting to take main stage and stuff as well. I think... Primary school, there was a slight, fe- like feeling for that. Like I was like, oh, he's so gay, he can sing. Mm. Like I got that all the time. Um, and then probably the early years of um, high school as well. I think. I mean, there was select people in high school that would say stuff like that. 
Um, but for the most part, um, I feel like singing did me wonders at high school. Yeah. Um, like, it put, to be honest, it put me on a pedestal yeah. that I didn't ask for, but we, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, I was just doing something that I was good at and like, yeah. people liked it, which was really cool. Um, but I think, yeah, that definitely when I was younger, because it was, I mean, primary school, it was like, you know, 2005 to 2012, mm. 13, that was just, you know, what the mindset was like yeah. in those years. So, uh, yeah, it was like, I definitely copped a few comments like that, but I haven't heard anything like that in yeah. years. So, yeah. it's not really a problem now, but um, I think there was a time when I was like insecure about the fact that I could sing. I used to play, even like as of recently, like up until... 2019 2020 I was still playing league like I grew up playing league um and I kept those two things completely separate mm. like my singing life and my league life I was like nah I'm not letting anyone in my league team know that I can sing because mm. I just know that I'm going to cop comments like that mm. turns out they all knew anyway because I can't keep a good secret um <laughs> and like they were all like super supportive about it too yeah. like, they thought it was real cool but that was just me and my mum was just like those are two things yeah that do not you know, combined, but that was yeah, false. That was incorrect. That was just what I thought. Well, I, yeah, I don't know if you agree with this, but kind of like thinking about it, something that I've experienced quite a lot is the like groups where you feel like they wouldn't um, be supportive of each other. If that makes sense, or always super supportive because because they are like groups like I could see like a league team where you're like all homies with them being really supportive of singing probably more supportive than just someone from like school because being on like a rugby team is like a commitment you know what I mean it's like Mm. something extra and so it takes like a I don't know like a special kind of person to do something extra you know out of school out of time a commitment but, you know, kind of people just, like, live in day-to-day. They haven't really taken that, like... They don't have that aspect of their life where they're taking time out of school. Yeah. They tend to not get it as much. You know what I mean? Does I think that... I just judge the guys on my league team too harshly based okay. on that mindset that, you know, like, I'd already been copying, like, you know, like, oh, that dude's a pussy, oh, mm. he's gay, because I could sing. Right. Um, from, you know, other athletic people I, I just ass- kind of assumed that this, it would be the same with my league team but it was the complete opposite interesting um it was like everyone knew about it they just didn't care yeah and so it didn't like change anything like about me and most of the guys that I did play with or at least some of them like support my music journey now when I'm like actually releasing stuff yeah because at that point when I was still playing league I hadn't released any music yet mm. they're just seen videos on Facebook that like my mum had filmed that like school concerts and stuff yeah um and like forget like saw from that that I could sing yeah um so it was a complete like I was just in my own head about it which is why I wanted to keep them separate because I thought the absolute worst um and I couldn't have been more wrong so I think um I think you like you come to realize as well that people aren't just like one one dimensional you know yeah. Like, they've got multiple, like, they're multi- multifaceted people. Like, I've got, like, I was a good league player. Like, I grew up playing sport, have always been athletic, 
then I had the singing side as well where I was like musically gifted it's like if I've I'm not the only person in the world that has more than one talent <laughs> so like, yeah. so, and like or interest so so many other people were like that too so yeah. I think it all just gels together now too everyone's just come to or I, I came to the realisation at least that you can be into multiple things or be good at multiple things and it's like it's not like the movies where there's just like just the jocks or just yeah. the choir or something you know that's, yeah. that's not a thing yeah. at least here I've no heard. yeah I totally agree I remember um, you know shout out Mr. Grubb yeah I, w- I was always very like impressed impressed by him because I, I get the impression he was like a big like rugby guy as yeah, well yeah he was he was like a rugby player and a, yeah, and an a drama teacher yeah, yeah. And to, just to see, like, him tell stories about, like, getting real beaten up, like, playing rugby, but then also have the emotional vulnerability to, like, cry on stage about something. Mm. I'm like, that's, like, a healthy man. Yeah, you know 100%. I mean? That's such a good, like, role model. Role model, yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah. I've never really thought about that, to be honest, but, yeah. Yeah. No, you're 100% right. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it would be, yeah, we just need more of that. I suppose yeah. having drama as, as your main sus, um, subject puts you in a better position to be more like emotionally vulnerable than like an English teacher who's teaching more by the books you know what yeah. I mean? but I still thought that I was like oh man I wish more teachers kind of showed me that kind of stepped up in that way to show me like this is kind of what healthy like masculinity could yeah. look like no that's really cool I fully agree with you um, I think it was really cool as well I'm thinking like when we were doing Lion King and I was mm. playing Scar. Mm. I would come from... Because we were playing on Monday nights at that point, just because mm. that's just how the competition was. Yeah. I would come straight from the game mm. to Lion King rehearsals, covered in mud, still in my, my uniform, <laughs> and just go straight into, like, acting. Yeah. And, like, singing, which could have, you know... Yeah. God knows what other people would deem that as. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, I just can't really believe that I didn't th- think about that earlier that, like, Mr. Grubb was doing the exact same thing. <laughs> I guess he normalised it. Like, he made it feel like it wasn't... I wasn't doing anything wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Shout out Mr. Grubb. Shout out Mr. Grubb. Yeah, yeah. what a dude. He's yeah. a great dude. <laughs> um, maybe it's kind of like a, a wacky, wacky question, but what, what do you feel like your relation... How is your relationship with yourself kind of affected being someone who was like well liked popular in school because we had very different high school experiences i was mm. i was in the background you know i was a c character for my year i just made the videos for assembly <laughs> and yeah. went home you know what i mean like i didn't i had yeah. no sort of emotional connection to anyone really and but like even people in my year what am i a year above you two years above you two years two years yeah like even I had heard of you. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Like you're like you're the you're the pretty boy that can sing and play rugby <laughs> yeah. and you yeah. know what I mean? So we finished high school and none of that matters anymore, which is a shame. Yeah. But <laughs> how, how do you I'm feel like that affected your relationship with yourself? Yeah, that's an interesting one. I actually hate talking about it because I feel like if I acknowledged the fact that I was the popular kid in high school, it immediately seems like I'm being arrogant yeah but it's just what it was I yeah, it's got reality. put on a pedestal I seem to be in you know the limelight for everyone yeah um and I think I'm not gonna lie for the first like two years of high school I thought it was sick 
I was like, I am the coolest dude ever. Like, this is great. <laughs> I don't know why everyone hates high school. Yeah. And then I think it kind of took a turn. You're also like, I think people tended to forget that like I was going through the exact same awkward mm. teenage years as them. Mm. I was like, I was insecure about certain things about myself. You know, like I felt awkward talking to people I didn't really know. Yeah. But mine got labelled as like being arrogant and being like too good like yeah. I thought I was too good for everyone else which wasn't the case at all and it wasn't till like I guess year 12 year 13 where I was like nah I'm gonna make like an effort to just like actually like talk to people because yeah. I was like in my little group yeah. um I was like I'm gonna prove everyone wrong and I feel like I did that I feel like by the end of high school people at least in my year came to realise oh he's actually a cool dude yeah um but yeah, I think like I didn't ask to be put on that pedestal, and I think, especially year eleven and twelve, it um, it definitely had its like negative effects. Um, that felt like it could have been just me in my own head and my own insecurities, but it felt like everything I ever did, everyone talked about. Mm. Um, as I, I couldn't do things that. I wanted to do for myself because everyone had an opinion on it mm. um, and it wasn't um, if I did something for myself and th- that didn't agree with what someone's perspective of me was mm. they felt like they were close enough with me to voice the, voice it to me mm. um, which was real tough for me like I found that really hard because it was just like opinions and opinions of, like just being thrown at me left right and centre yeah um and then eventually, like, I came... I think I was talking to my mum about it at the time. Um, and it kind of, like, came to the conclusion and she told me that, you know, like, you doing something for yourself and it not matching someone else's perspective of you is not on you whatsoever. Like, mm. that's their problem. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Um, so, yeah, I think that was probably the toughest part of high school for me and kind of, you know, being... Well, my relationship with myself was that for a long time I didn't like myself because it just seemed like I didn't match anyone's perspective of who I was supposed to be. I didn't know who I was supposed to be. It was high school. Yeah. Um, but we got there eventually. So, yeah, it was, I don't know. Like, it was tough, but I feel like everyone has a tough high school experience just for different, different reasons. reasons. So yeah. um, that was mine, I guess. Like, that's why I struggled with my personal relationship with myself but yeah yeah how, how do you feel like that contributed to in any of those experiences contributed to what led up to the album um i've never really thought about it maybe hmm. man this might turn into therapy right now maybe <laughs> making me realize stuff that I'm digging stuff up that i didn't know um yeah. i don't know no i don't i don't think so okay I think that that album was about how that particular situation like made me feel. Yeah. Um, but I have come to the conclusion now, and also why I don't like that album, hmm. is that you listen to that whole thing through, and I am victimising myself the entire time. Yeah. And now it's like, yeah, like, she did me dirty, but I also let her do it, you know, yeah. for a long time too. And, uh, like, I'm responsible for that. That is entirely my fault that I didn't have the self-respect. Yeah. 
to put an end to it way earlier. Yeah. Um, and you know, like it, that's just it is what it is. So I don't know if that stemmed from a high school thing where I still didn't really know who I was. Yeah. Um, but then that was also like two years out of high school, so I feel like I'd gotten past that. That was. I don't think there was any baggage from the high school thing. I think once I was out of high school, that was gone. That was all dealt yeah. with. It wasn't really a problem. Um, yeah. I don't think... Yeah, I don't think it has any correlation to the album. I wouldn't say so, anyway. It does clear up a lot. I feel like once high school finishes, all it takes is just, like, that moment where you're like... None of that mattered? Yeah. Really? Yeah. All of that? Yeah. I felt like that even recently, like, this year... I felt like I was overthinking so many things about being in, like, just, like, there was, in my environment, being back in Christchurch, like, moving back here yeah. since living in Auckland. Um, and then, obviously, I've just been to the States for three weeks mm. and been surrounded by a whole new world. Mm. And I just came back and I was like, why do I care about yeah. any of those little tiny issues that were going on? Yeah. I was like, I've just come back, I feel like a completely different person. Mm. Like, my horizons have been expanded mm. and I just like yeah I just now I've come back and I'm like why the was I even stressing and tripping about that tiny little thing that is only relevant to a select amount of people in my hometown yeah it's like my hometown is like this compared to the rest of the world <laughs> yeah. it's like it's really not a big issue yeah um which was really I feel like I really needed that as well yeah um so it was cool it was like a nice little refreshing trip yeah People say that, right? Like, traveling and stuff really helps them get, like, a perspective on Oh, 100% yeah. it does. Um, like, that's why I want to do more of it as well, is why I moved back from, from Auckland, like, why I moved back to Christchurch from Auckland, mm. was, um, I was like, you know, music's cool, it's exciting, I love doing it, it is my passion, but the idea of traveling mm. uh, took priority. I was like, I really want to go out and get some experience and have more stories to tell and yeah. more stuff to write about. Yeah. music's always going to be there and I'm lucky enough where because of technology I can do it from anywhere in the world Yeah, I could be in I don't know Spain <laughs> like recording in a hotel room yeah. and send that back to my producer here and yeah. get a song made like I don't have to be in the exact same place and um, the producer that I'm working with now um, Andrew Matt shout out Andrew uh, we've, we've recently been doing like virtual sessions mm where, like, it's all just pulled up in, like, the same, like, call, like, or, like, Twitch stream, or, like, that's not that specifically, but, you know, mm, like, mm. Sh um, screen sharing. Mm. So I can sit there with the audio, like, when we're mixing something, and be like, hey, I want this to sound like this, and this to sound like that. Mm. Um, and so, like, recently, in the last two weeks, we've mixed two new songs. Yeah. Um, and we're not even in the same room, so, yeah. Have you ever thought about, like, trying to pick up some of that skill set or are you just producing yeah I yeah I have I feel like I could say that I've tried but I haven't really it's one of those things where like I say I want to but then I've never had the motivation to yeah. actually put in the effort yeah um and yeah I've I've sat there and tried for 10 minutes and be like no too much. I was sixteen. Yeah. I was guess I've got someone to do it for me. I don't need it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, it would be cool eventually. I think if I have more time, mm. um, it's definitely something that I'd, I'd like to do. It'd be cool to learn how to at least mix my own vocals. Mm. Um, 
or like you know learn how to mix and like a, a song yeah. um but that's yeah not where my priorities are no that's but yeah. eventually it'd be cool yeah it's probably, yeah, it's probably yeah. a sign yeah you know i've been shipping away at it i've been shipping away i found that learning an instrument um is is better for me because i've been learning a lot of like the music theory mm-hmm. behind it but i find playing the instrument practicing way more engaging than like watching like ableton tutorials yeah so i've been kind of double dipping where most of my time i'm like playing the instrument looking at music theory like getting the stuff down and then i like jump into like ableton or fl for a bit yeah and then kind of like learn the foundations but i found it to be way easier this time than uh, ages ago when i just tried to dive into like fl not knowing like any of like the music theory stuff mm-hmm. because now it's not a question of like okay you know what's the piano roll okay how do i make a melody yeah. in the piano roll okay how do i change it it's more just like a okay how do i make, how do i get to the piano roll so i can start mm. and then i just pretend the piano rolls an actual piano and because i've been playing the piano I, yeah. you know what i mean so, it makes a huge difference yeah. i was the exact same as that i taught myself basic enough piano yeah where i can get down a blueprint mm. for a song um and then take that to my producer and be like, yeah. you know, do your magic. Yeah. And, um, so I can, yeah, I can, I, that's the best way to put it, I think. Not not even like a demo, I would say before even the demo stage. Yeah. It's just like the really rough blueprint of a song. Mm. Um, I'm able to do that. Mm. Um, so like I'm kind of happy with that at this stage. Eventually it would be yeah. cool to do the whole lot myself. But I also don't know if I'd want, I think... It would be cool to learn to produce to do it for other people. Mm. Um, but I also kind of like the fact that I don't know how to do it because then I have that collaboration aspect yeah, where I get to sit in the studio with a producer and yeah. we get to work on it yeah. together. And I was like, that is such a huge part about the fun of music is collaborating with yeah, other people. Totally. Because um, if I was, if I had all the knowledge and was able to do all of that myself, mm. I'd probably just sit in my room all day. Yeah. And, like, I'd just be sitting there by myself and it wouldn't be that fun. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess, I don't know, I, w- I would like to do it for other people so I could also have that collaboration aspect there. Mm. Um, but, yeah, for the for the time being, I'm happy with my basic level yeah, of it makes sense. It makes sense. knowledge. we got to prioritise things, you know. Yeah. I always feel like I'm just, like, I'd, ra- I'd rather be writing lyrics. Right yeah, now. exactly. Yeah. I'd rather be focusing on my, yeah. like, storytelling ability and, you know, writing lyrics and yeah. what my voice sounds like, you know, my vocal skill. I, that's more important to me than producing at the moment. Yeah. It is funny, just, just to quickly link back to what we were talking about before with high school, how full circle it is yeah. for us because year 10, 11, whatever, however many years we are apart. Yeah. Me making these these interview style videos for, yeah, you for interview me at school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Were, yeah. So it's just funny, like me like, the being a student out of my year. That's like, hey, I want to like make videos. I'm gonna do this, like, just because I want to. And like going around interviewing people, and then coming to like your group of guys and being like, hey, does someone want to be interviewed? And then you're the one that steps up. Yeah. So the fact that we just end up back here yeah. like hey do you want to come yeah. be interviewed and you're like yeah okay I feel like, like I've always had an interest in that like I always wanted to be an actor or a YouTuber or a musician or all yeah. of the above like just an all round entertainer is 
what my dream is. I'd love to just cover all those bases, like jack of all trades. Yeah. Um, but I felt like I was too scared to do it in high school for the reason that I explained it before. Was yeah. That I feel like I didn't fit the perspective of what other people thought. Yeah. Um, but again, that could have just been me and my own mindset. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I've, I've, I wish I had got into it earlier. Yeah. I wish I was one of these kids that learned how to start producing at 14 and is now like the next Metro Boomin at 18 years old. Yeah. Like, I wish that had been me. Unfortunately, it wasn't. Mm. But like that would have been dope to get behind that stuff too. I think the where I really came out of my shelf was us doing Will's Watering Wednesday. And just Shout being, out Will's Watering yeah. Wednesday, man. <laughs> just, just doing being absolute idiots like, yeah. on the screen. Like, that was something for me. I was like, oh, this is sick. Like, I can be my goofy self. You yeah. Know? Like, I don't have to be the cool kid anymore. I can... Yeah fuck around and be an idiot. Like, yeah. You know? Yeah, that was real cool. That's interesting. Do you feel like... You've, you've kind of said it in so many words, but do you feel like a lot of that was if I put, put myself out there, if I, like, expose who I actually am, like, my cool guy image is going to get ruined? 100%. And that's going to... Right. 100%. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. 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 Which is such a shame because that like that wasn't even your image. That was just kind of put onto you. Yeah, but I definitely like played into it too. Like I, yeah. I think I. There was this like idea of like the person that I was. Yeah. And uh, as a defense mechanism, I just played on that. No, like, I was like, no, yeah, I am the douchebag party kid. That yeah, yeah. Like, I am that kid. Yeah. Um, when I wasn't, but it was just easier to buy into it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a defense mechanism because I was too scared to lose the, the mm. cool guy image and you know yeah. show everyone that like who I actually was yeah but yeah I don't know fascinating so fascinating yeah Whew. yeah a bit of a therapy session yeah okay I uh, did I have any more questions <laughs> for you Jesus Christ what do you feel like is the difference between your experience networking in like Christchurch and the time you spent up in Auckland um that's a good question because I've talked about this to so many people just never like on video. Yeah. Um, my whole reasoning for moving to Auckland was because I was a firm believer that there was absolutely no music scene in Christchurch. Yeah. I was like, there's nothing in Christchurch. Auckland is where everything's happening. Yeah. So I moved up there. Yeah. And obviously proved effective. Mm. Like I networked really well and there was a lot of stuff going up, like going on up there, don't get me wrong. Yeah. And it is kind of like the place to be for it. Um, and I met a lot of other, you know, like underground artists and producers, videographers, all that did like a whole lot of networking, which was really cool. Mm. Um, but then when I, that was kind of what I was scared about losing when I moved out of Auckland was I was like, Oh, I'm not going to be in constant connection with these people anymore. Yeah. Um, but what if I'm just forgotten about? Yeah. Um, but obviously my kind of mental health and like, as I said, traveling, like took priority yeah. so I was like if that happens it happens I can still keep releasing music um, and when I got back down here um, I did a couple of shows where I was introduced to a bunch of Christchurch artists as well and mm -hmm. I was like holy shit yeah. I was like where were you guys I was yeah. like I had no idea that like any any of these people existed and they're sick yeah. I, said, I said it on the radio a couple of weeks ago that there's a lot of a lot of artists up in Auckland, mm. but like Christchurch, I would argue like quality over quantity. Like all of the artists that I know from Christchurch are sick. Yeah. Um, 
and I've already like jumped on a song with multiple of of those people because like they're like incredibly gifted. Yeah. Um. So that was a huge surprise for me. I was like, I was expecting to come back to this barren wasteland of <laughs> networking, and I was like, it was the complete opposite. Yeah. I was really surprised, and that was really cool. And now I was like, I'm in constant connection like with those people as well. Yeah. So, um, there wasn't really a, a huge difference to be honest. It was yeah, pleasant surprise. Yeah, interesting. What What do you think that is? Because uh, yeah, I do feel like the artists in Christchurch tend to be like more self isolating and have to mm. yeah kind of find out organically about the other artists and about like the certain groups and cliques that exist within the city like why do you think that is is it just because we don't like have as much of a music audience here so there's like shows i think it's just a mindset thing okay i think like new zealand is very old-fashioned in general yeah but then you like look at wellington and auckland they're a lot more progressive than what Christchurch is. yeah um and i think that's a huge part of it is there's just not really a scene down here because you know, Christchurch isn't ready for that yet. Right. Like, it's that the the tall poppy yeah. syndrome thing as well. Like, it's still a it's still a foreign. Like, someone going against the grain and wanting to be a musician, I feel like to a lot of people is still yeah a very foreign concept. Yeah. Um. So other people find it hard to get behind. That's my take on it anyway, and I think that's why. Yeah, like you said, people are so isolated. Um. Because there's not a lot of support for it that and also i suppose just the genre as well like mm. that being like hip-hop r&b and stuff like that we all know that dmb has absolutely taken over new zealand yeah um so i just don't think there's as, as big a market for it at Which least in christchurch than what there was up in auckland and wellington but i think just new zealand as a whole has probably got a long way to go in that sense yeah um but yeah, Auckland was definitely a lot more progressive than Christchurch was on multiple fronts. We could get political about it, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I wonder what it's going to take to finally kind of mobilise all the hip-hop fans in Christchurch. Because, you know, when, when like, I was, I was talking to you, um, Josh about it on the last episode, mm. you know, when Skip the Boat or whatever does a show down in Christchurch, so yeah. yeah, it's sick and it sells out. Yeah. You know? So there are, there's, there is a demand. There is a scene for it, yeah. If, if it, like, when artists come to New Zealand like big yeah. hip hop artists people fly up from Christchurch or drive down to Dunedin yeah. to go see them like it's you you go to a show in Auckland and you run into other people from Christchurch yeah. so it's not like there isn't we, we have one of the biggest universities yeah right? there's, so there's definitely like, not a hate for hip hop yeah. I mean, there is a scene for it 100% I think that's where like the tall poppy thing comes into it right. is that we all tend to I'm like I'm an example of it too I've done it before as well yeah was that we all tend to get behind people that like look like they've already made it mm. um and that was a reason for why i did like a proper music video for fast lane and yeah. stuff like that was to sell the dream that i already made it and yeah. in hopes that people would get behind it um whether that was well executed or not afterwards with like you me keeping it up not really but yeah um that was kind of the the conversation that said would check patterns and i Mm. had had leading up to like finishing that song and being like we should do a music video for it mm. um so uh i think yeah we all tend to just get behind people that have already made it mm. like you could let's, let's take a drake song for example 
um, if someone else, anyone else, like, f- f- made a song like that that was underground in New Zealand, I guarantee no one would get behind it. Yeah. It wouldn't be as huge as, like, it is. Yeah. Because, oh, actually, that's probably a bad example because he's Drake. But, you know what I mean? Does I do know sense? what you mean. Yeah, and also the other angle uh, of... The quality of those songs. It's like, I'm not talking about his popularity because he's already huge. Yeah. But if you took one of those songs yeah. and gave it to an underground artist and he released it at the exact same quality, yeah. we'd probably not, we wouldn't all be like, oh my god, this is the greatest thing ever. No. Like we did when Drake released it. We would be like, you're a Drake, try hard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And that's like, I'm also a very like strong believer of um, like, you know, you want to be original, you want to be authentic, mm. you want to be your own artist. You don't want to sound like an already established artist. It's mm. like, I'm guilty of that at the moment where I took a huge inspiration with all my new stuff that's coming out. Mm. There's a huge weekend inspiration mm. behind it. Yeah. And now where I'm at is that I need to find a way where I can branch off from that and find my own little niche within yeah. that kind of like dark R&B atmospheric realm. Yeah. I don't want to just forever be known as the guy that sounds like The Weeknd. Mm. Um, and I feel like that's something that's got to happen naturally. Yeah. Um, rather than force myself to be different, it'll just, I'll just find my way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. I mean, look at like Jack Harlow, mm. for example. Like he sold out yeah. his show in Auckland as well. Yeah. Um, as like, I like, it, everyone gets behind him because he's the next big thing. Yeah. Like everyone just jumps like on a bandwagon, and rightfully so because he's a talented dude. I love him as well. But yeah. Um, I don't think that's gonna happen. No one's going to hear, I don't think we'll hear a New Zealand artist, mm. like, anytime soon. Mm. And all of us just go, that's the guy. Mm. We're all just going to sit there and shit on him until he's already made it, and then we'll go, like, oh, he's actually really cool. Oh, he's from New, he's Zealand. From New Zealand. Oh, we yeah. love that guy. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's exactly what it's, it's going to be like. Yeah. So. Gotta hate that. Yeah. But it's shit, but it is what it is, you know? You're going yeah. against the grain and doing something out of the ordinary, so. Yeah. People tend to shit on what they don't understand, so. Well, on that positive note, <laughs> um, calling the country. Out I said, the, the, the last question. I'm, I'm trying to finish off all the podcasts mm-hmm. with this one um, because you know this is relatively new format, the interview format, mm-hmm. switching things up. I think it's yeah. Um, what advice or feedback would you give me from your time here today, so that interviews with other people in the future can be better? I don't know, you got any heating in this room? <laughs> well, yeah, but yeah, the loud heating, so turn off. Oh, I've, I've, I've been it's cold, cold I've yeah. been clutching my sides all the time. It looks like I'm angry. Yeah, yeah. I was going to think, I was like, nah, open body language. But I was like, <laughs> it's cold now. Um, I, I don't know, I don't think I, there was anything, in terms of, like, the way that you, like, spoke, and uh, I wouldn't change anything. Okay. And I just keep doing what you're doing. Okay. Yeah, that's my advice to you. Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. And get don't a, let anyone else tell you otherwise. Get a quiet heater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just get some heating in here though. It's cold shit. Yeah. Um, anything to plug, shout out, throw people to? Uh, just stay tuned, I think. Yeah. As I, if, if I've given anyone a reason to give a fuck, then stay tuned because I know it's been a long time. It's been almost a year. But I'm about to start rolling that regularly, consistently, and it's some of my best stuff yet. Completely different to the last album. Mm. So, I yep, I would just stay tuned. That's all I got to say. Easy. And check me out on Instagram and Spotify. Luca Bellic. You know the drill. 
Thank you so much for being on. Thank you for having me, man. <laughs>